0: Winning season returns at my bookie winning season means doubling your first deposit winning season means survivor super contests and squares at my bookie winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, Taylor Heineke gets his payday from the Wolfskins. Is it the right amount for the right guy? We'll see. Tom Brady was schnockered at the Bucks Boat Parade. Russell Wilson is unhappy in Seattle. Notorious J. A. Y joins me and wait till you hear his take on the halftime show by the weekend. Plus, I'm no marketing genius, but the Pearl Milling Pancake Company. Yeah. Your 45-minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Ho
1: ho ho!
0: Thursday, February 11, 2021. Thank you for downloading. We got stuff happening all around in the sports world. I don't have time to get to all of it here today, but I will in the coming days. Let's start with Taylor Heineke and the Wolfskins. He gets a new two-year deal, $8.5 million. Reportedly, it could be as worth as much as with bonuses, probably heavily incentivized, yada 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 it's probably a one-year deal with another year team option tacked on behind it it's probably fine it's probably fine i said on twitter today i said that's a lot for a guy who is sitting at home hoping his phone would ring and taking exams on his advanced mathematics course at old dominion back in november like to me that guy he go look we'd love to have you back Here's the, here's the minimum, here's 1.5 one-year deal guaranteed for roster only if you make the team come September 1st. If you like it, let's do it. Sign right here. If you think somebody else wants you for $1.5 million and $1, well, then Godspeed. I don't think there's great league interest in Taylor Heineke, but maybe, maybe there was. Maybe they had to go a little bit above and beyond. In the big scheme of things, it's not much money. I get it. People are saying, we carried Colt McCoy at a higher number than that for longer, and he sucked. And I'm like, you're right. It doesn't, though, make it smart to do, per se. My official stance is the Wolfskins can go into 2021 with Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke as their two quarterbacks and make a decent ham sandwich out of it. Will they be a great team, dominating team, 11, 12, 13 win team? Probably not. But that is like your worst case scenario. If you can't upgrade at quarterback, then I think that's a decent place to start. But good for Taylor Heineke. They probably overpaid. I want to see the details of the contract before we go any further from there. There's another anthem controversy in sports. Oh, Ah, Don't you love anthem controversies? Apparently, the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban had not been playing the national anthem over the course of their 13 home games so far. However, with a number of states and cities and municipalities loosening their iron COVID grip on restrictions for fans, fans are going to start coming back. So somebody, I guess, picked up on the fact they weren't playing the anthem. And because there was no fans and it wasn't a typical game presentation, they kind of asked Cuban about it. He had nothing to say. And it lasted. In, in, and apparently Cuban was going to keep going without the anthem until the NBA swooped in within eight hours of the story breaking and saying, no, 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 they're going to play the anthem like every other team in the league. Some people believe the anthem doesn't belong. In front of sporting events. Okay. I hear your arguments. I can conceptualize them. I don't agree with them. Not in any way, shape, or form. I love the anthem before our sporting events because it can be a unifying moment. Because the national anthem represents what America aspires to be. What America... And its principles are all about. Not necessarily how are we doing exactly right now at this time and is everything perfect. Because that's never going to happen. The country will never be perfect. I love America. And I love the principles upon which it was founded. And the systems we have put in place to let the most amazingly diverse mixing bowl of nationalities, languages, cultures, you name it. Come and thrive and go pursue their happiness. What a country. People still flock to us from all over the world. Doesn't mean we're perfect. But I have no problem saying we're the country more people want to come live in than anywhere else on the globe. That's not saying we're the best. I'm saying more people want to come here than they want to go anywhere else. I feel pretty good about that. I like the anthem as a part of a sporting presentation. And to the arguments of, well, they don't play it before movies. They don't do it there. They don't do it there. I'm like, you're right. They don't. And your point is, well, we shouldn't do it here. Okay. You believe that? I disagree. I think it's a wonderful part of the presentation of sporting events. And that does include anthems of other countries when you're playing a Canadian-based hockey team or NBA team. But this is not what the NBA needs. Think about this. In the last week now, we've had two stories. One of LeBron James and other 40 millionaire players per year say, eh, I don't want to play the all-star game. And now you got this with the anthem. I remember when we had, when we had Jason Whitlock here on this podcast, and I know Jay, who's coming up, has no use for Jason, but that's fine. And I asked Jason about his thoughts on the NBA. And he really gave me an answer that set me back and caused me to think. And he said, honestly, I really think they're a league that only cares about China right now. They don't care about the U.S. market. The U.S. market has peaked. It's saturated. It's going to still be very lucrative. But all the new meat, all the upside is in China. I was like, damn. I thought about it, and I was like, he's probably not wrong on that front. But what does Mark Cuban win for this little stunt that has now been shut down by the league? Answer, I guess nothing. Lastly, before we get to Jay, this was a neat little surprise I found at the post office on Tuesday. I go to mail a package, and the very nice lady behind the counter says, do you mind if I use some of these stamps as part of your postage? on this priority mailbox and I say no it's fine what what are those and I look in she's like yeah we're trying to get rid of these and so we want to use them whenever we can and I looked and I saw the stamps were Sesame Street character stamps I'm like whoa whoa I said are you are you selling them at a discount because you want to get rid of them, she goes, "No, no, no, no." But they're just—they just, they just want to get rid of them because I guess they're not selling. Now I normally don't buy the kitschy, cutesy, different-themed stamps, but obviously many people do, and of course, stamp collecting is a whole thing based on these limited run of stamps that are in a certain suite of art or history or whatever. But damn it, if I don't effing love. The Sesame Street characters, they still crack me up when I think about them. And to look at Guy Smiley on a stamp, Hey, it's Guy Smiley! <laughs> Something about Sesame Street characters just tickle my funny bone. That's in my wheelhouse of funny. All right, let's get to our guy, Notorious G-A-Y. I have seen Jay a lot of things in sports over the years. I've never seen the Lombardi trophy itself thrown from one boat to another. But today, I have. <laughs> a bunch of drunken
1: frat boys on a booze cruise. That's basically <laughs> what it
0: was. It was. Tom Brady was completely schnockered. Now, I'm going to tell you right now what's coming down the pike because it's an easy, low-hanging take. You ready? Tom Brady sets poor example for, for today's youths. youths. Exactly. No. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're like, ah, I'm not down <laughs> with it. He's 43 and he just won his seventh Super Bowl. I,
1: he, he can do whatever the hell he wants
0: to do. I thought Mr. TB12 was all about health. That better have been some avocado alcohol he was drinking. Jay is in the house.
1: I get a lot of questions about tb 12. As she used to always say, anybody who keeps playing or doing something for a long time hates their spouse. He must hate Giselle <laughs> because he didn't want to spend any time with her, because he wants to keep playing till he's like 50.
0: That's a good point. Um, they seemingly have the perfect marriage. And we all know, we all know that's a lie. There is no <laughs> such thing, right?
1: I mean, football's a rough game and it hurts. Sure. You want to do that to your 50 or spend time with a gorgeous supermodel? I just it just doesn't add up with me.
0: No, I I hear you on that front. So, this is your first crack at the game itself, all that went into the game both with the ref ring uh, Kansas City playing like ass, the relentless pass rush of the Buccaneers, uh, halftime commercials, the whole schmear. Where do you want to start? Start with the game.
1: Uh, boring as hell.
0: <laughs>
1: it was. Yeah, it, I was trying to remember how boring the Bears and Patriots game was, and I couldn't go back that far. I was like, I don't remember what state of mind I was in, but this was pretty effing. Like, at the end of the third quarter, I was switching channels.
0: Was it not exciting for the first two quarters? Uh, Not really. I'm trying to figure out when I got the feeling of, "Oh yeah, Kansas City is not going to win." Probably halftime. (laughs) Yeah, halftime for sure. Halftime for sure. Now, did you have a problem with any or all of the PI calls against the Chiefs?
1: Uh, I thought the one on the interception, like it was like 30 yards away. Right. I don't know about that one. The right. one in the end, the one in the end zone with uh, Tyron Matthew—that was a little. Eh, it could go either way. It, I thought the Super Bowl was like a hockey game. You know, you gotta, you gotta let things. Let go a play, either. right? Yeah, but I,
0: why I wouldn't the NFL that. say any pass interference beyond five yards, in which the ball does not come that way, is picked up?
1: That's a great question.
0: Would, that, would you go by that rule or no? I would take that one, yes. Okay. Because on the one hand, the principle is you can't just pass interfere because a quarterback may look over there to the right and turn down a player because he's getting mugged. And then he throws the other way and gets picked off. But you get these situations where it just doesn't affect the play. The quarterback was probably never looking over there, and so why call a ticky tack foul that was not even central to the you know play that turned the game in a whole different direction?
1: I don't understand why that. The one thing that pisses me off about NFL officiating—they never call the pick play more, and teams are designed right. But nobody ever—they call it once in a blue moon. I don't understand that.
0: Of course, how they're do not, you how do you, s- me more how do you stop? How do you stop it?
1: That, how do you stop PIs? I, I don't mean, know. It, it, it's an unfair sport right now for defense.
0: Right. I said uh, last week, or actually it was Monday <clears throat> on the ZabeCast here. I said, "Pi back in the day, Jay, you could spot it from a mile away. It was easy. Yes, yes, because they let a lot of stuff go." And then the league said, we want to liberalize offense, we want to get scoring up, and so now P.I. became microscopically called, and it's now very controversial. Do we want to go back to the old way of doing it? Probably not. Probably can't. Whole generation that's grown up going, what the hell? He's mugging the receiver when it's just called oh. good defense.
1: I mean, I remember defensive backs being draped over Yes, wide receivers <laughs> well, like yeah, let him go. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. It's almost like the rules were like that's what you get for trying to pass the ball. If you were virtuous and believed in playing the game properly, you'd run a toss sweep. So
1: I'm, I watched <laughs> the uh, the thirty for thirty on Al Davis and Pete Rozelle, which, by the way, was a
0: piece of crap. Was it? But I haven't oh, watched it, it yet. Why didn't you oh, not? Li- why did you not like because-
1: it? They had this like holograph Pete Roselle like Tupac. Right. It was just oh my it was just terrible. Okay. But the stuff the Raiders would do in the set they showed I forgot all about it. Um with what's uh oh my god, the the, the George Atkinson literally clotheslining Swann, Swan sure. thirty yards away from the ball and nothing happened. Right. Like, he did not get thrown out of the game. like he, and, it, and it literally knocked Lynn Swan out.
0: On his ass.
1: And by the way, is there a more overrated franchise than the Oakland Raiders? Would like to consider ooh, themselves ooh. the team. that the, We were the team of the 70s. Did you win four Super Bowls? Shut the fuck up. They are so fucking overrated. They are so overrated as a franchise. Wow. That's I, some old the Raiders make me sick.
0: That's some AFC on AFC crime. That is <laughs> Steeler fan clowning on Raider Nation. I don't but think they, I want any part I mean, of this gang fight.
1: The Steelers won two, four Super Bowls, and two of the, and four back to back. I mean, two back to back. How are they? How are the Raiders a team of the decade?
0: I know. I hate that we won
1: more, but you didn't win the fucking Super Bowl. And, right? So shut up.
0: <laughs> and except for the one year. Gruden took him to the mountaintop, thanks in part to Tony Siragusa. Or no, that was the year they didn't go. That was when Siragusa dislocated uh, Rich Rich, Rich Gannon's uh, shoulder. But yeah, the one year they won it with Gruden. Other than that, the Raiders have been on an equally long walk into the NFL wilderness as the Jets or the Jaguars or the Redskins or the Browns.
1: insignificant for like 15 years.
0: Exactly,
1: one of the most overrated franchises in team sports. I will go on record. I yeah. mean, besides their fans being convicted criminals, uh, <laughs> that's like the
0: only thing they had. I know, but they, they, as they say in marketing, they leaned into that. You know, they oh, make they,
1: it. Oh, they are big in the hood and with
0: gangs. Well, the uniform, Just the the uniform and the logo are classic. They're it really is. sharp, and they have resisted the Raiders any temptation to fluff up, stylize, or evolve their uniform or logo, and I love it. I will dread the day in which they decide they've got to like spin it forward, because it's perfect to me. It's, it's a classic football uniform that needs no improvement, but the team itself I, has sucked.
1: Yeah, but I've, I've never seen a group of more loyal fans than Raiders. Wherever they go, they yeah.
0: follow. Yeah, pretty much. They're they're hardcore, but they're you know they've dwindled. You know the bandwagon Raider fans. Oh yeah, oh, they yeah, yeah, they'll yeah, yeah, come yeah. out of the woodwork if and when they get good again. But yes. for now oh, no. they're dormant. True. Yeah, yes. for now they're dormant, like the 19 year cicadas that are coming oh. out next this summer. So we got that to look forward to, Jay. <laughs>
1: God, it's all wonderful. <laughs> exactly. Coronavirus and cicadas. All in, yeah,
0: awesome. It's all right. I'll have a mask on so I won't have a cicada fly into my mouth. So that'll <laughs> be good. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, halftime show. Didn't Talk to Didn't watch me. one second. Okay, why not? I
1: literally went for a walk.
0: Jay, 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 you're my music guy. I, I need I, your help on this more than anything else. You need to explain the weekend to me. You need to help fill in my gaps of understanding. I know him vaguely. That's it.
1: You and I are or the same because all I know about the weekend, he's a black Canadian. There you go. He's like, he's, he's like Drake.
0: That's it. That's he all is I like, know. He is like Drake. He should be called uh, imitation Drake. <laughs> or, or singing Drake. Sing, right. Not rapping Drake, but singing Sing Drake. Singing Drake. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I, I literally went for a walk. I walked the dogs at, at halftime, and I was like there's nothing about the weekend that makes me say I gotta watch. Abel. Apparently, apparently I missed a lot.
0: Abel McConen Tesfaye, that's his real name. The weekend. Okay. So, so a so a Middle Eastern Canadian uh, black guy who is Drake who sings. He yeah, spent that's... Jay. He spent seven million of his own money to put the show on.
1: I. D- I have not a, did not watch. What a waste have of money! Not, I, okay, this I have a, not gone back and rewatched.
0: All right, I, I don't care. I, I right. don't care. All right. Well, I, I don't normally. I don't, I don't normally do this, but I am going to have to. Rare instance, Jay. I am assigning you homework. Yeah, oh, I know. we to yeah. watch this crap. Yes, you do. Not only me, but our listeners demand it. They demand your thoughts. In fact, I had people saying, uh, texting me, tweeting me, going, I can't wait to hear Jay's caustic <sighs> remarks about that pile of shit halftime show. And I said, don't wait. It'll come Thursday, and now here we I'm are. You're letting everybody let you down. Guys- so but- so just watch it. Just watch it and explain. First of all, let me ask you this. Do you, at least like me, like or love halftime shows now that they're big spectacles? Yes or no, or you don't care?
1: What's the last halftime show that I was, you know, oh, Bruno Mars? That was the last time that I was like, he was great, a little impressed by that, right? Yeah, I, every other one is like, <laughs> I say, I say we go back to Up with People, yeah. And well, nobody that's under the age of forty <laughs> knows what the hell that is.
0: No, no, I've talked about it, and I've had several people email me on when. The NFL started taking halftime seriously. I had forgotten this. Do you remember Fox did in Living Color opposite the halftime? Do I remember
1: that was one of the (laughs) seminal moments of history? That was they and and they went all in, and I guess the NFL is like, well, we can't have this anymore. We need to do something to keep viewers because that I remember everybody I know my age was watching that,
0: right. And, and and so that was a big one. They counter programmed it because apparently the halftime went as long as thirty minutes back oh in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So now uh you have uh somebody else emailed me, David Lindsay. He said, I think the change happened because of what went on the year before in Super Bowl twenty four, Denver versus San Fran in New Orleans. Not only was the game an atrocious blowout, oh God, I remember that one. Denver came in. That was, that was the peak of Jerry Rice, right? 91. Was that Steve Young? That was Montana. Still oh. Montana, 91. Oh. Steve Young was, was like 94. Was
1: like 56-10 or something like that? It was like yes. 66? Okay, yeah.
0: And, and I think the spread was 15 and a half. So they thought it would be a blowout, and it was. It was a blowout, yes. <clears throat> So anyway, uh, David Lindsay says, basically the halftime show was eye-wateringly, embarrassingly awful. Up with people, New Orleans style. Headliners were few (laughs) and far between, combined with a celebration of the 40th anniversary of Peanuts. As in the cartoon characters. Marching bands, dancers, a bunch of people in Peanuts costumes that didn't even look like the real characters running around. Here, you can watch it here. He sends me the link. It was awful. He says, the story goes that Commissioner Tagliabue had just taken over the position a few months before, was so angry and embarrassed by the display that he ordered the entire halftime entertainment concept reworked with big headliners that would keep both the stadium and the TV audience watching. So the experiment began in, began in Super Bowl twenty five in Tampa when the NFL said to Disney, hey, uh, you're right here in Tampa area, can you do our halftime show? And Disney was like, why... That's all we do. <laughs> and they brought in new kids on uh, the block, I remember, Jay. I
1: do remember, I remember that. I do remember that one. Yes.
0: So that could have I, been the turning point right that
1: there. Was the t- yeah, they, yeah. I remembered N-K-O-T-B as yeah. they would later repackaged.
0: All right. We're going to swerve into a series of uh, racial issues, but none that are, I think, too uh, terrible. They're light, but they'll they'll provide some some, some laughs, I believe. Let's yeah, start my with favorite
1: this. Thing, making people uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. This is us coming together. This is us having good conversations as all brothers. So did you see the idiot reporter that confused Todd Bowles for Byron <laughs> Lethwich?
1: Did I? Did I?
0: <laughs> did, did, uh, the, the that guy should my... that guy should quit. If he's not fired, fucking quit. The job's too hard for you.
1: And uh, I got there were two things that made me angry this week. this was this was number two. I'm sure we'll get to number one. But I was like, this is the idiots, not idiots, let me call it idiots, the younger sports writers who are just dumb as dirt, yeah, who don't do their homework on a lot of stuff, right? And how could you and, but, but Byron played Byron played it out, and someone by the way, they called him Bryant.
0: Oh, you didn't, God. You see that one? Oh, God.
1: Like, oh, oh,
0: before he even, yeah, when he sat down, it's like, we have offensive coordinator Brian. Lester. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match Need to hire? You need. Indeed.
1: Leftwich is like, it's Byron.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yes. yet yeah. DC's own Byron Leftwich, who, who by the way, no. how come his name is not mentioned for head coaching jobs?
0: I think it will because, be.
1: Okay. Because I said if he was white and knew Sean McVay, he yeah. would have a job. Yeah. I think
0: <laughs> I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Now, the Bulls, the Bulls angle is a little bit more interesting because of this. He was the head coach of the Jets, and he failed miserably. Then again,
1: to to that I say, Adam Gase. There you go. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay. Question. Okay.
0: Then again, everybody fails with the Jets. So that is the counter argument. Then the argument is, well, is it possible that Bowles is just a great coordinator and not a great head coach? See North. See North Turner. See Wade Phillips see a bunch of guys who just, they, they're good at doing their coordinator thing. They're not, because head coach is a Monday through Saturday thing as much as it is Sundays, you know?
1: But with those people like <clears throat> you just mentioned, I believe they all had two shots, didn't they?
0: Yeah, well, he, he may get another shot. He yeah. may get another I mean,
1: shot. I I don't know how, but I just know Todd Bowles had one of the best game plans ever for one of the most unstoppable offenses or whatever, that's he all I know. He
0: did, he also, know. he also had the horses. And that's always a part of the equation. I mean, those guys—that that defense is nasty with talent.
1: And the secondary is like twenty-five and under.
0: Yeah, they're they're young, they're cheaper compared to the you know glory boys like Jalen Ramsey and Jamal Adams, and they ball out, man. Now, did you uh, what did you think of Winfield Jr. flashing the peace sign to Tyreek Hill? Cool. As someone who is not petty cool. as The
1: day is long. I loved it.
0: You're that. all about it, right? I I loved it. Afterwards, Whitfield's like, "Hey, man, he backflipped into the end zone against us when we played him in Week 12. So, fuck yeah. you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: think I, <laughs> I
0: think I can do this now. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a, a, a sort of an undercurrent of people, led by Ryan Clark on ESPN, upset that Carson Wentz could ask for a trade, and none of the media members raise an eyebrow or make a peep. Namely, Dick Vermeil and Brett Favre and yet Deshaun Watson has done the same, and both those guys, Farvin and Vermeer, said basically, yeah, 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 shut up and shut do what up you're and told. Play. Right, shut yeah. up and play. I have a problem in this regard. It's not that there is a racial double standard. It's that the situations are vastly different. Carson Wentz stunk, got benched, and doesn't want to sit around and flounder behind some other idea at quarterback. And he'll be movable to some team that just wants to reclaim him. Deshaun Watson's great, and the the Texans would desperately love not to start over at quarterback. They want to keep him, and they feel like, what have we done wrong other than having a bad season?
1: I think the owner is horrible. He hates the owner, right? Uh, I think today the the G not the GM the quit. Team, the president. team president, yeah. He just yeah, I'm out. They're a shit show.
0: They're bad. But there's a lot of teams that aren't perfect, so I just don't think getting all worked up that a couple guys that have names Vermeil and Favre said basically, and you know they didn't put it that harshly, but they're like, you know what, he should he should stay in Houston. And then Wentz Wentz asked for a trade. Now we're talking. Russell Wilson may want out of Seattle. That was shocking because.
1: Alert me the last time that Russell Wilson said anything of substance.
0: <laughs> he
1: never, he never, he never had. I, I, I used to dislike him for his, what's the word I'm looking for? He was so transparent and just boring. and
0: Transparent or yeah. phony? I would say he was he was phony. I mean, yeah, the whole but- shit about God talked to me after I threw the pick to lose the Super Bowl as I'm walking off the field. His whole thing with his nano-bubbles especially water. Remember that.
1: Uh, that's oh my god! But then he married Sierra, and then he tried to. And now he's cool all of a sudden.
0: Do you, Do you remember? The, god, my voice. I needed to get a bottle of water. I'm I'm here at the hotel. There's no bottles of water in the room. I thought I'd be uh, good, and I didn't go down to the front Wisconsin? desk. I'm in Wisconsin in with, right now. Yes, Wisconsin. Okay. I think the nine degree weather has dried out my vocal cords. It's <laughs> nine. Yeah. Well, it's warm today.
1: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Nine. Nine, I know, I know about that. Fuck that! (laughs) Fuck that noise! (laughs) I know exactly. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so I just love how ESPN will chase any stick off the porch like they're a Labrador Retriever. You throw a stick, "Ah, ah, ah, let's go get it. These stupid producers up there at Bristol, they'll put any dumb shit out there, and all their talent are basically forced to go chase it. Russell Wilson is not going to be traded. I saw Jay and Keyshawn and Zubin talk about it this morning on ESPN. I'm like, he's got a $39 million cap hit. (laughs) It's
1: almost as dumb as people going, do you think, uh, the Steelers will cut bait with Ben. They can't, right? I think I think he's like, he's throwing up for like forty one billion.
0: I think the, the Steelers are lucky that Ben, I believe, is amenable to reducing his number, right?
1: Yes, that's well, he has said. That
0: yeah, he said that. So at least that's a start. The dumbest thing in the last twenty four hours, and this is our last little race thing. <laughs> do you see the new Aunt Jemima pancake box?
1: No, I haven't. Wait a minute.
0: Jay, this story couldn't get any better if it tried. Aunt Jemima, Aunt Jemima. uh... Welcome to the Pearl Milling Company Pancake Mix. Pearl Milling Company Pancake Mix with a disclaimer on the lower right on the front of the box. Same great taste as. As Aunt Jemima, oh, yeah, yeah. the name is still on the box. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> what are they doing? Did you, speaking of one of the funniest <laughs> things ever? Did you see Dave Chappelle on SNL? No. And they, oh my, well, which, well, which best?
0: one? There's a lot of appearances. The, the he, most the, recent the, one. The most
1: recent one. They had a a, a thing about cancel culture, and they show. Albert, I'm uh, um, not Al. Um, um, oh my god, I can't remember. Oh my god, can't remember who the president of the. They had, well, they had three people sitting at a desk, and they were like, "Well, you know, we have to. We hate to do this, but we have to let you go." And then they show Meyer Rudolph. Yeah, We goes well, and they they're letting Aunt Jemima go. She's like, "Wait a minute, I'm Aunt Jemima! You can't let me go!" <laughs> and, then, and, and then they show them letting Uncle Ben go. Oh no! And it, it was just, it was just. I mean, it was very funny. I mean, I guess they're going to have to. Is are they changing the cream of wheat guy? Are
0: they changing him too? Does it offend you that uh, basically they're keeping the name Aunt Jemima on there? But you mean no. by me? I'm a slave. They're, that's the only good thing about your job—the job security. We understand. No, you don't understand. Alec Baldwin. Alec All Baldwin. I ever thank did you. What's my pancakes? And that's why Auntie pancakes are the fluffiest, <laughs> the butteriest, butteriest mouth watering pancakes on the shelves.
1: <laughs> the secret is. I use my own breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, and then Dave Chappelle plays the um, the State Farm guy. Uh, what, what, what's what's his what's with, with the deep voice? Oh, oh my god! Oh,
0: yeah. I don't I don't know that guy's name.
1: I, I I met him on the on the set on the set no. of Major League too. Why can't I remember his name? It's guy from Waiting to Exhale.
0: <laughs> Hold on, is that Dave Chappelle's real voice? No. They processed the shit out of it, right? Yeah, right. But whatever your name is, you're getting fired too. But I'm not even a food product. (laughs) I sell security. (laughs) (laughs) My deep black voice makes white people feel safe. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're in good hands. (laughs) Like they're in good hands. Yeah,
1: maybe so. But you're still black, and it's better to be safe than sorry.
0: But I'm a real person. These are mere characters. If anything, why don't you fire Count Chocula? How come he's says- working? <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. I got to watch. Okay, here's my homework. I'm going to watch this five minute, yeah, 16 Dennis, second clip Dennis on Uncle. <laughs> that, that is Dennis, a- Dennis Hayesbird, That's it. Dennis Haysberg. Yes. So tell me if I'm wrong here. Shouldn't they have just gotten rid of the icon? And kept the name Aunt Jemima. Is Aunt Jemima, in and of itself, offensive? Kinda.
1: I, you're talking to the guy who doesn't think, doesn't understand why they're changing the name Cleveland Indians.
0: I, I, don't, I, I don't. Okay. I, I mean, I know I mean,
1: Red, Redskins, yes. Indians, eh, I don't see that.
0: Okay. How about how about naming it Nancy Green Pancakes because. She the was, was the
1: lady who... The
0: real that. fucking Aunt, Aunt Jemima!
1: But it doesn't sound as, as down-homey as Aunt Jemima.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I, d- do you think the Pearl Milling pancake mix branding strategy is going to re- increase increase sales, decrease sales, or be no difference?
1: No. I, well, I think the decrease to Aunt Jemima is a brand name. That, but again, we want. There was once a restaurant called Sambos.:
0: I know there you go. I know. <laughs> no. the, the funny thing though about being a consumer is you do just kind of breeze over with your eyes the entire aisle, and you don't think, right? And yeah, you go yeah, right but... for the brand name. You, you, you don't want to risk it with the off-brand name that you're not used to. At least I don't. I don't give a shit about saving 18 cents on something else. Like when my wife says we need more Hersheys sir- or more Hershey syrup, or chocolate syrup for my daughter's milk in the morning which, God forbid, we ever run out. It's like an emergency trip. She will not let it go. <laughs> when I go to get it, you know what I go straight for? Hershey's, motherfucker. Go right for the good shit. I ain't fucking around. Right to the Hershey's, bitch.
1: I don't think I've ever eaten any other ketchup other than Hans.
0: Goddamn right. Hunt's, is there, is, take a is, hike.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hunt's never had it. Sorry. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we'll see how the Pearl Milling Pancake Company goes. Winning season returns at my bookie winning season means doubling your first deposit winning season means survivor super contests and squares at my bookie winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie.
1: Well, I mean, are, are we going to discuss Andy Reid's son?
0: Yes, let's do it. First, because of, it's, first of all, it's, yeah.
1: he's going to fucking jail. You think? He, this is like his second DUI.
0: The toxicology and, report, I bet that comes back, is going to look worse than Anna Nicole Smith. Oh Jesus, what's wrong with you? I'm sorry, I was just trying to make a reference. Jesus, he's
1: and I have two questions. Well, no, well, not a question, but he's going to jail. Number one, and how did he get that
0: job? I know, Jay. I I've been yeah, saying it. I've been saying it for a week. I said it on my. Saturday morning show on WJFK. I said it again this week on the podcast. This is a huge problem for the NFL on two fronts. one
1: Nepotism.
0: well eh, yeah, maybe three fronts, but the number one problem is much like the uh casino operator's idiot or the uh the county commissioner's idiot cousin in casino who didn't see three jackpots getting hit in a row and <laughs> and, and, and you know Ace Rothstein goes nuts on him. Uh, the problem is it jeopardizes the whole operation of the NFL when you have, you've got bad guys or guys with real serious drug problems in the inner circle, the inner sanctum of your league. So you've got to screen them out. You and I know damn well that Britt Johansson, with no relation to any coach in the league, doesn't get hired after going to prison for eight months for a gun charge, DUIs, and drug dealing, right? no. So why should he, so the NFL should step in and go, look, we're not letting people with criminal backgrounds be hired as coaches, executives, maybe players, because, you know, we need the players, but coaches and executives, fuck no. Uh,
1: I mean, he's, he's had more chances.
0: I mean, well,
1: didn't I I text you Andy Reid, dad of the year?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and look, and, and I and I got uh I, I got savaged by the beehive that is Philly Sports Fandom in two thousand twelve when Garrett Reed died. And I basically tweeted, like, geez, can't believe he would let you know a guy dealing anabolic steroids into the dorms at Lehigh for an NFL team. What the hell, man? Is that uh, something like Andy Reid, watch your son? How dare you say that? He's grieving the loss of his kid. So yeah, that's a big deal. And you know, there's a lot of good coaches, white and black, but especially black, that have to look at this thing and go, "The fuck, what man!" The fuck? Right? What, what, the what the fuck? What the fuck?
1: And he had a prominent coaching position. I mean, I'm like, how good is Belichick's kid? And don't get me started on North North Turners
0: sons. Uh yeah. Well, you know, Scotty's done well. Some of the some of the kids turn out all right. I think that. Kyle Shanahan has turned out all right. I think Scotty Turner is turning out all right. I would say that um, uh, Schottenheimer's kid, Brian. I
1: would say his his, his son, by the way, rest in peace, and I love Marty Schottenheimer for being a badass, but one of the greatest things he ever did was the first thing he did when he took when he took over the Redskins, is he fucking fired that stooge Vinny. Yeah. That was the great. Like, I, I I see him coming in whistling and putting mm-hmm. his name nameplate on his desk, you know, shot hammer coach, <laughs> and then cut. Yes, may I see Vinny right away, yeah. please? <laughs> just firing his ass right away.
0: First things first. And that was, of course, one of the things that led to him being one and done here. Danny was not having any fun. So despite heard- the fact that Marty drops in, to a complete shit show in the wake of Norv getting fired. And he's got Jeff George at quarterback and uh, his backup was Tony Banks. Tony Banks. And yes. one audible, he starts 0-5 and, and then writes the ship to go 8-8 and 8 and gets fired. Most insane thing ever.
1: I heard a story. I don't remember where I heard it, but the reason why it was one and done, another reason is there was another minority owner, who yeah. Would ride his motorcycle to camp. Yeah. And 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 sit there and watch it. And Nor was like, no, we don't do this here. And the guy told Dan, and that's like another reason yeah. why Dan let go. Is is that is that true? I don't know. I, the, that
0: that story I've not heard, but it wouldn't surprise me. Okay. So rest. But in I peace.
1: love. I just love that his first call of his first call of duty was firing Vinny. Like as, <laughs> if you remember, like we got the press release, like. Like, he, he took over at 5, 506. Vinny Serrano is out at It was great. GM. It was awesome. And then, and then and oh, then when buddy.
0: Joe Gibbs got hired, Vinny he stayed. Hired him back. And oh, I'm man. like, Jesus Christ. It never yeah. ends. Well, he was already yeah. there because Spurrier came in between. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, two quick things before we're done here, before we get F- uh, FTG. Have you seen the potential PFT commenter versus Darren – Ravel boxing match idea.
1: Wow, they go at they go at each other a lot. Right. Um. They, well, it, it could it be as funny as the Jose Canseco guy from Barstool fight, which is well, absolutely hysterical.
0: Which Canseco basically took a dive. He got paid fifty grand for it. Said his shoulder was busted, and it's like, when was that? And he goes, months ago. Why didn't you tell us? <laughs> Because I wanted to steal your money first. He got 50 grand up front, and he got a percentage of the overage if it was a record buy, and it was. Oh, this was on TV? It's it's a pay-per-view for like 20 bucks. It's a cheap pay-per-view through Barstool's digital, you know. Delivery oh service. I know. Oh, God. Well, well, I'm
1: glad Portnoy got taken to the bank for that. So that having seen
0: having seen both guys, PFT Commenter actually was athletic enough to try out for kicker for the XFL's DC franchise and look fairly athletic and is much younger than Ravel. And having seen Darren Ravel's 40-yard dash time and knowing just how neurotic Ravel neurotic can be and what a nerd he is, don't you think PFT Commenter would absolutely wipe the oh, floor with him?
1: I was going to say, yeah, he wipes the floor with Darren Ravel, yeah. yes. Dan Ravel worse than Rich Eisen's forty times. <laughs> and that's and that's hard to do.
0: So so the word is the purse would be two million if uh Ravel wins, but if PFT wins, Ravel has to delete his Twitter account for life.
1: Ooh, it's like a wrestling loser leave town match.
0: <laughs> it kind of is. But yeah, you know I like that You know Ravel couldn't eat. His whole career is built up into trying to go viral as this, you know, sports business nerd, now sports gambling nerd. So yeah. Uh, he's yeah. not gonna do it. Not gonna do he do would it. not
1: he would not risk his 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 you no know, his Twitter feed. There's no way.
0: All right, before we get to uh, FTG, happy ten year anniversary of Rebecca Black and Friday. She has done a remix, Jay dance version. Here it is. I warn you, it is awful. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> Did you ever see the, uh, Steve, Co- not Steve. Oh, oh, Stephen Colbert.
0: She's uh, all yeah. she's all glammed up in this one with a uh, very tight black latex outfit. She's very she's very skinny, she looks hungry, still pretty cute. I love the original song for its cheesiness and the fact it became a meme, and it does have a little bit of a hook, but man, this remix is terrible. Stephen
1: Colbert did a thing on Jimmy Fallon, which is absolutely hysterical. They did a they did their version of Friday it was very that, but I did that's like one of the worst songs of all. That song to become a hit, it was a viral hit, right? Yeah. It was was sort of a
0: joke hit. Yeah. A meme hit, which Uh is not what you ideally want, but still, some fame, better than no fame for many people in the thirst business. Here we go, Jay. Stand by. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got for the week?
1: I, I think this should be renamed either the Jason Whitlock or the <laughs> this guy. Wait a minute. The, the, we, should just, we should just just rename it for two people, Jason Whitlock or Colin Cowherd. This fucker took off the day after the Super Bowl.
0: Do you know that's
1: why? That, that's like cr- Oh, am I going to be upset or do you look stupid because did somebody die?
0: No, but what's interesting is I, I watched his video message. He said that Saturday night he had pains in his right chest, not near his heart. Very bad pain. Said a friend rushed him to the hospital. He said, I thought it was COVID. They test him on the way in, no COVID. He goes 18 hours with morphine and a bunch of tests. They find out it was a blood clot in his right lung okay
1: now he then
0: he then gets tested again and he says they test me again and again thank god it was not covid i'm like you dumb fucker that blood 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 clot was a hundred times more dangerous than covid you're 53 years old you're very fit you're skinny you're athletic you think highly of yourself the blood clot is more worrisome than the covid but whatever yeah Okay,
1: well, now I I feel like an asshole.
0: No, but that's okay, though. You can still say fuck that guy to him because he clearly was more worried about the COVID than a blood clot. Come on, man.
1: Because I was like, how do you take off the day after the Super Bowl? But I didn't know he he had a blood clot, which, yes, is 100 times more dangerous than COVID because that can kill you like you you don't even know. Like, oh, my God, he had a blood clot. Done and done.
0: Exactly. All right. There's your fuck that guy. So here's mine. McDonald's is bringing back high C orange, Jay.
1: Okay, I'm. that was my go-to order.
0: Two, the two
1: cheeseburger meal and a high C orange. That Absolute
0: my classic. It's 100 miles an hour on the outside black of unhittable fast food fucking perfection. And my fuck that guy goes to whoever decided to... Take hey, it off the menu.
1: Yes. What are get you doing? Off. I am with you on that one. Yes.
0: So welcome back, High sea Orange, and to the guy who got rid of it, fuck you.
1: Can I also say something? Yes. Yeah, to get rid of Land cookies. Another staple. They
0: got- <laughs> yeah. I know. It, 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 the, all the classics are gone. Of course, they were pretty bad cookies, don't you think?
1: No, I loved him. That was my go-to. Yeah, I loved him. Jay
0: said you were also 10. Just saying. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. All right, Jay. Good to talk to you as always. Have a great weekend. See you, bud. Bye-bye now. That'll be a wrap for today. Thank you so much for downloading and being a loyal Zapecast listener, downloader. Spread the word, rate, and review. It helps with all the algorithmic overlords tomorrow It's paid only, baby. Friday finale, Mr. X will go over his Super Bowl bets and more. In the meantime, have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Winning season returns at my bookie winning season means doubling your first deposit winning season means survivor super contests and squares at my bookie winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie.